0: Blob Talk Good Radio
1: Good morning, friends, family, everyone, welcome to the Superior Power in Black America show. I am Daryl Freeman, Daryl D. Freeman, and with me is my co-host, Monique Freeman. Hi,
2: how you guys feeling? Good morning, baby. Good
1: morning. How you feeling?
2: I'm good, I'm good. Our topic today.
1: Well, first, introduce Mother. Oh, yeah. I'm yep. oh,
2: sorry. we first like to thank Queen Mother for Real Radio Show for allowing us to have this
1: show. You know, without Queen Mother and her her vision, uh, a lot of this would not be happening. She, she asked if we would consider this, and I was very nervous. But with her insight and the way she is so calm and the way that she helps us through this, it makes it very easy. So thank you, Mother, Queen Mother, for this Queen Mother for Real Show.
3: Good morning. All right.
2: Good, Good morning. morning. Good
3: are morning. Doing? How you doing? How you doing, Hey, Monique. How are you? How are Good. you this morning? Good. Which uh, one's On behalf
4: of,
3: on behalf of Queen Mother Radio, I like to express my condolences on behalf of Queen Mother and myself uh, and the other hosts that are involved. And um, I know what you're going through. Um uh I also buried my oldest brother um four years ago. So I, I know what you're going through and and I really commend you on your um on your on your vision and 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 your consistency and and, and your knowledge of this uh subject matter. I always quoting you on my show on well, my own shows are always quoting you and giving you shout outs now. You know what I mean? like, and, um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like uh and, and, and for you to be here, I know you got gotta be busy with family and 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 friends that were close to you. I know you're busy but still have the will to come to do the show. I, I really thank you and again, you know, uh you have my condolences and and if this can make you feel better. The numbers are up, and the downloads for your show. So, um, so, uh, so again, like uh, I really thank you guys, man, and thank uh you, and, uh, and uh, just stay and, and for you and your family, just stay strong. I know it's a rough time right now.
1: Well, the love you guys. are sharing, saying, man, that's that's gonna be easy for us to do. Uh, thank you again, Ken. You know, and that is the uh, very first topic, you know, that we are going to talk about this morning. It's about, well, my my personal story, and then we ask a question. But I do want to do a shout out about.
2: Well, my book. I want to talk about, um, and thanks again, Ken. Uh, this show is based on the book The Superior Power in Black America, written by Daryl D. Freeman, and can be purchased online at Lulu.com, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Google Books. And, yes, you can get your copy today. It's
1: very important that you guys do get a copy of the book because uh, the book has the plan in it. You know, it's not just a book. This book has developed into a movement. And this movement, I would say, and and I'll I'll tell anybody, is the most logical next step to the progress progress of the African-American in America. You know, we need to develop a program like this. Otherwise, we're subject to all that we have been subject to all this time. So get the book, Lulu.com. Also, is there a website that
2: uh, they could go to? Yeah, you can go to dot uh, com. You can also tweet with him on Twitter, at Smooth. And you can also visit us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search the Superior Power in Black America.
1: Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So all of those uh, outlets, anyone can find who we are. They can do a research and find out that we are about the business of promoting black America's prosperity. That is the bottom line here, and I don't care what goes on after this. If we could see something. If we could see a change in the way that we think and the way that we act and the way that we commit to each other, we would be able to see a prosperous uh, future for black America. Yes. All right.
2: Um you know what? Our topic today, let's go ahead and start our topic okay. today. Okay. Our topic today are sudden death. Are we ever prepared for sudden death in any family? And our second topic is black economic power, FIBA, the movement.
1: That is correct. huh.
2: And um we got a couple of surprises for you today.
1: So I want to open up because the topic, the first topic is really about my personal, personal experience. And so I do want to talk about it. I want to convey the the actual feelings. So my family suffered a great loss this past weekend as we lost the oldest brother out of three. My brother was 63 years old. The three is me, my second brother, Perry, my first brother, Myron. And so, uh, my eldest, I always looked up to him for guidance, and he was always he was always there for that, you know. So anyway, the coroner said there was no indication of trauma, and without an autopsy, and with without an autopsy, oh,
0: okay. So he said that without, so a, said said that without, without an, an autopsy, autopsy. Right. so he
1: didn't need to have an autopsy.
2: We haven't gotten one yet because he it, really he died in the sleep. Right. so if without an autopsy, it's concluded that he died in his sleep, and it's hard to accept that tragedy you know, because sudden death without any explanation. So you did some research. So I did
1: some research. I did some research. Did some research. Uh, and there is this, uh, there is this article, one titled written by Lauren G. Uh, it's about epilepsy. And she is, uh, her credibility is from the foundation of Georgia, from the Epilepsy Foundation of Georgia State. And this uh, This disease is called SUDP. And it is the S U D E P. Mm-hmm. And it is the sudden unexpected death of someone with epilepsy who has otherwise who was otherwise healthy. No other cause of death is found when an autopsy is done. Each year, more than one out of one thousand people with epilepsy die from S U D E P. If seizures. Are uncontrolled, the risk of SUDEP increasing is more, is, it does increase to one out of 150. Now remember, it was one out of 1,000. So that decreases the, the, the uh, odds uh, considerably. Oh, People who continue to have seizures are, great, are at greater risk of a number of complications, which is why preventing seizures and other problems is so important. These sudden deaths are rare in children, but are the leading cause of death in young adults with uncontrolled seizures. The person with epilepsy is also often found dead. Now, get this, and this is exactly how we found my brother. They are often found lying face down, showing no evidence of a, of a seizure, but it, it, it goes on to say that. Maybe earlier, uh, a couple of days earlier, maybe a week earlier, he might have had one. And then on this day, he just suffocated.
2: He just he suffocates from the suffocation breathing, fluid in the mouth, and being faced down on the bedding. So I, I said I,
1: I I had to do that research because I had to bring some closer to my, my own heart. Um, I know my brother was ill, and he was having uh, epilepsy. But without any evidence of a seizure, then I could rule out he bumped his head or he there was some type of concussion or something like that. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, so what? You just lay down and and pass away? Is that how this goes?
2: What do you think? Well, mm-hmm. you know, my brother was suddenly dead, but um, he didn't die sudden death like Myron and. We had the answers, even though there were still some questions. So, I mean, I I, I can relate. Um, Because anyone that just dies out of your life suddenly, like my grandmother, who passed away the same way Myron did, except it wasn't in her sleep. She was in her kitchen, fell down, and she suddenly died. Um, These things are unexpected. And, no, we're not prepared for these things. But I will urge you guys. Because of what's going on in in America right now, which is another reason why we're tying to into the superior power of black America, you gotta get some insurance and you have to have some assurance okay um now, now part of now
1: part of my research was also was also the fact that um i, I might be having a, a caller call in um yeah. So, if you're listening, then uh, there may be another caller uh, wanting trying to call in. Anyway,
0: my other my research
2: other,
1: wird dir- wird ein... other research revealed that many my other not have insurance. Uh, and it is because we are unprepared. And so I just wanted to get some some, uh, feedback on that. Is there anyone on the line that wants to comment on that?
2: Anybody there? All right, not yet. Okay, so we're going to go on and we're going to talk about a couple of other things here. Um...
0: Actually, excuse me, Monique, I just want to say that someone with a six zero one number that distorted the the um,
2: the That's sound yeah.
0: mm-hmm. when yeah. I turned He's them on. So if they yes, but if they can hang up one of the phone numbers because okay. they're on two. Okay, they just okay. did it. So hopefully okay. they'll call back in, and as soon as they call back in, I will mm. open their line. All okay, right.
2: so just just have them to call that number. Call one
0: number, yeah. Okay. All right. So that you. number is three four seven nine eight nine oh one eight oh.
2: Okay. And they don't have to uh do they do they have to press one?
0: No. Just call them. Yes, press okay. one, please. Press I'll one. Press but I I'll, I'll I'll let you know if someone comes in. I'll open oh, okay. that line. Thank, Thank you, yeah All
2: right. So sorry
1: about that, John. So the question is, are we prepared? And, again, I, I know that I was not. Now, even in a financial way, I was not, and that comes down to insurance. Now, I, I'm not a great lover of insurance, auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, or life insurance. But the truth of the matter is, when I have an accident, I need that insurance in my pocket so that I'm protected for one, and I am covered. If I need another vehicle, if I need to rent something, you know, there are benefits to having the insurance. Now, with life insurance, the beneficiary is not the person who's paying. So that is, I think that's, for me, that was the biggest disconnect why would I pay into anything that I'm not personally going to benefit from? and so i would I would just say that is what it is you're not you're paying for insurance, so that your children or your mate is not burdened with the cost of finalizing your life as it was here. And so I, I just think that it's, it's
4: very important. What do you think, Ms. Frey? Um,
2: I, I do. I do think so, which is why another reason why we had a superior power in Black America um, movement being established. Um, the reason being is because then we would be able to assist in providing that, that type of service to our members. Um, you know, it, it's very important. I mean, if you belong to a credit union, credit union does the same thing. You get those notices uh, from your credit union and say, hey, we're offering insurance. And guess what? Some people, like myself, don't, don't, don't do not don't anything with it. They throw that piece of paper in the garbage. But that's a low rate. That's a good, possibly good insurance. Anybody on the line?
4: So, yeah. Uh, so, can you hear me? Am I here?
2: Hi. How you doing?
4: Hey. Hi, hey, Monique. Hey, Daryl. Uh I just wanna wish Daryl my uh my deepest and uh, heartfelt condolences uh for the passing of your brother. Uh I've been here listening. I don't know what the problem was, but I'm here now. Um uh, my brother passed away unexpectedly, uh two years ago, February. Or we're we're just about to come up on the date, uh, second anniversary. And uh unexpected, he went in, had a knee surgery. And he was home. I was talking to him on the phone. He was doing his therapy. He left the hospital without, um, for lack of a better word, or uh, without having a bow a bowel movement. And he didn't have one for like four days. Then turned into a week, and then you know he just you know it's got to come somewhere. It's got to come out somewhere. And it came out up top. And he you know and my sister-in-law he was too heavy to get you know, get to the car to take him to the hospital by the ambulance time the ambulance got there, he had a uh, passed. So, you know, wow. it was just from a knee surgery, you know. Wow. Come on, you know. Um like you said, Daryl, uh, he was that older brother. He was my eldest yeah. brother and, and he, he was, you know, the guy that wasn't there when my father was working long hours, he was the yeah. sort of second in command of the matriarchal uh uh part of our family, you know. I mean mm. patriarchal yeah. patriarchal. Yeah. yeah. So uh it was a big loss to me. And uh let, you logical, know, you know. they were prepared. You know, it's, you know, they, they had all the life insurances and everything like that and you know and Everything, you know, my, my, my sister-in-law is well taken care of. She's doing well and uh, still missing him, of course, but she's doing well. He left her very well. But um, that's what I want to get to. The um, the A lot of people in, um, I, I just moved to Texas. I was in San Antonio first. And on the news, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of gang violence there. And, you know, young men, you know, they would expire, you know, black and Latino. And um, you know, through gangs, and their families would have no funds in place for their funerals, for their their that's, final. That's the Chicago story, uh, Darren. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same same story all all throughout the United States in our communities.
2: You know. And you know what, Darren? I, I it's so it's. it's it It just kind of got to me because when we were in Illinois and my husband and I dealt with his mother and his grandmother's death, we were able to go to the Cremation Society and to uh uh other other places and receive assistance because you know him not being directly involved in you know in in the li in their lives as far as their insurance and their personal matters, we were able to get assistance from the state
1: plus i mean oh. we, we
2: we did not have
1: the financial support from each other, because in the black community, many black folks were always uh, unemployed and, you know, living from hand to exactly. hand. And so people putting people. money together, was it, it, it was a struggle for
2: us. Well, so then they had something in place there in Illinois where they would actually assist in, you know, paying for cremation, which was cheaper. You
4: know, A lot of people don't know about that information. That's good information. Well, guess what?
2: Guess what? The governor there has has um, gotten rid of that. It's gone. Oh, it's gone. We we've been we've been dealing with it now, trying to see if we can get assistance because we don't know if my brother and law had insurance or not, but you know, when I called the funeral homes and when I was on the phone with uh his daughter and his brother and we were trying to make arrangements, they have nothing like that anymore. And the funeral Uh-oh. homes are like, look, we've got we've gotten burnt with so many people by them, you know, making arrangements with them and uh and not paying Making arrangements and not and not paying you know that that we can't do it anymore we can't help you anymore.
1: but I want to break in here I want to break in here that is the whole point behind people there you, my you already exactly. that, man. This, yeah. that there is a fund in 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 that organization that would that people like us can draw from that is the whole purpose behind that thats you it. know that's yes, it. government is gonna take away options they're gonna take all that away fresh start right. First starts, first starts courses. You you would never, at shutting down schools, you know you know what they do out here in Texas? Uh, out here, they use the superior power in the community, and they support the schools. They support the schools, and, I mean, the schools is always asking for this, asking for that, participating in this, participating in that. It, it pays the bills. And guess what? They don't, they're not subjected to, uh, well, we don't have the funds anymore because the community is putting it in. It's never-ending.
2: Uh, yes, that's true. Hey, hey, DC, yes. I, uh, I appreciate your call in, man. We're going to uh, have another special guest on right quick. Uh, okay. Uh, for Daryl, this is my surprise to him. Hey, and uh, we got a lot of work to do because uh, you and I got to deal with some special education students and over representation of our African-American children in the system nationwide. So we got a lot to talk about, all right? All right. All right. Hey,
1: Darren, thank you again for calling in, man. Uh, All right. And always, always, man, always call in, check with me. But you and I, we we have some definite stuff to talk about because we're – I'm I'm needing to see you and Casey here in uh, Austin at some point so we can do – a round table.
2: Oh, yeah. By the way, oh, um, yeah. just just so that you'll know, keep on listening. I have some information at the end of the show of the next event. All right. Next caller, please. Hey, next guys. Well, who is this? This is Dasha Ray Freeman. I, from don't
1: Indiana. I don't <laughs> believe it. I don't
2: believe it. I don't believe it at all. Yes, <laughs> well, let's see. This is ladies, this
1: is the granddaughter, well, hello, little lady. How are you today?
2: I'm fine. I've been listening to you talk about your book, so I just um had a few questions for you. How's everything okay. going with the book?
1: Well, you know we're uh, I can baby girl, now you know your granddad. I got' them in the chunk of the car, right, so I'm selling them hand hand to hand, and they're going pretty good. It's hard work, though, baby. I need your help. I need you to
2: put some in your tune. I'm here. I'm here to help. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so Dr. Ray, we we got a couple of questions. Maybe you can um help us out here. Um, okay. We're we're talking about uh, putting money in in the community, and and I want you to tell us as a as a single mom. The importance that you think that people, the way that people could serve you, the way that having an organization uh, that that will help with with different things like you know childcare and things like that, you know, for mothers that that are starting out, how do you think that can help? You know, what what are some sites? What are some things and some answers you want to answer? Some things you want done? Yeah, well, actually, that is a big problem that I'm having right now as far as childcare. I think that um, as Brenda said, you know every get together and pitch in money um, in the community and we could build a number of things you know, if daycare being one, I think that would help a lot of single parents um, uh, uh, tremendously honestly, because daycare is very, 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 very expensive and it gets real hard. It gets real it hard. Is
1: very it is very expensive, but, but guess what? If we create it uh, a couple of facilities like that in your neighborhood, some of the women and young men that are not working could actually do some of the work. They can't be the administrators and they can't be the overseers, but they could certainly be some of the people to help, uh, you know, yeah. keep those little, little programs going. So it's a win-win. You create jobs in that way and you're supporting
2: yourself. Now, now Ray, we were talking, I, I've seen some things that, that you write, you're a good writer yourself, um, about waking up, about being out there and and doing things that are illegal, these young men out here doing things that are illegal, when they can just go out and get a full-time job. I'd like you to elaborate on that. Tell me your thoughts on what you would like to see, because you're in your 20. And 21. Just you know, made 21.
1: Okay. Yes.
2: And we yeah. want to <laughs> know, what, as, as a young woman in, in black America, we want to know, what, what you're experiencing and what you're seeing and what you want changed and how you think that these black men can be educated, what we can do to help or what you would like to see done in society. <laughs> what, what what are you looking for? A lot for? of
1: questions. Give me a
2: minute to ask. <laughs> I, I, I would like to see everybody be able to uplift each other and motivate each other instead of trying to take take away from each other as far as, when somebody's working hard for something, somebody else will go and take it or take their life, you know. I would like us to well, black men, period, to be able to uplift each other, to help each other, you know? Like I don't know, it's crazy. Every everybody thinks is is the easy route is just game banging and selling drugs. No, that's not that's I feel like that's that's a part of the plan to knock us down little by little. If we're not getting
1: you, you know why you are, you, you know why you are a powerful voice? Because you are young. You are, you are in that generation. And if you are sharing this with your friends, they will see how you are leading in this way. It's very Yeah, me and my best
2: friends, we talk about it, talk about this all the time, all of the time. Like it, as far as, you know us to get into where we want to be. Like we use some of the things that go on today to motivate us. Like you know, like some certain people don't even know what go on in the black community, as you know they don't even have those worries. Like one day they don't I care. want us to be able, right? They they, let, they don't even know. Some, some why would they? Why know. would
1: they? They wouldn't have to kill us if we if we killing ourselves. Exactly. You know, so that that's really, baby. Now you know your granddad is right. But I see things for what they are. I'm not one that uh, sees a a situation and then colors it a different color. It's the color that it is, and that's how I see it. And so there is no black person dumping guns in the black community. Now, there are young Mm -hmm. black men going out finding these guns and bringing them into the community, but the availability doesn't come from the black community, Mm -hmm. nor does drugs come from the black community. They are in the community. They are purposely put there in order to keep our minds boggled and in order to keep us from seeing what the real plan is. You know, as long as you are distracted, then you are not focused on the game. And so as, as long as they put the guns there and as long as they put the drugs there, then we are distracted by that. The other part is that they would take out the economic empowerment. So there are no jobs. There are no great schools. There are no good uh, uh, businesses in the black community, and so uh, we're in a desperate situation, and so people act out of act desperate in desperate situations.
2: So, so Ray, if there was something that you could tell us and tell people that are listening, because we got a lot of people listening, don't get nervous. What do you wish that, that society could see that's happening in the black and black community?
1: Break it down to your friends. How will you convey this message? To your
2: friends, right? But first, give us an idea of what what you see, what you see seen, because I know that you're not directly involved. But what do you see? I just see a lot of. I see a lot of. Um. A lot of a lot of kids don't really have guidance. They don't have. They they have they 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 lack motivation, and. I mean, it's just the the parents, like I feel like I feel like it's like it's kinda like a, a, a cycle. A repeating cycle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I don't know. I'm not into, the, you know, the streets and everything, but the people that I do see that are into drugs, into gang bang, gang, going to jail, in and out of, you know, Homes and things like that. It's like it's, it started with their parents, or they seen their fathers, or their uncles, or mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just I don't know. Now, well, you 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 absolutely right. You're absolutely right.
1: You now, do know. Now, let me let me just
2: right. say, and I'm it's I'm going to fact. put this out here. Uh, we, we're very proud grandparents. We have a very hard working granddaughter that has a wonderful, beautiful baby. Um, our great granddaughter, and and Ray, you are a great example to young women out here. Um, What was one thing that you would tell a a young lady that's depressed and doesn't know what direction to go in and can't figure it out right now? What was one thing that you would say The first thing I would say is just stop, take a breath, and just keep praying and keep God first and just open your heart, open your ears, and just listen, keep praying, and listen, cause he he does speak, he does speak back. So That's cool. it'll get better. I love
1: that. I love that. I love that. All right. So now I want to switch—not switch, but speed up this conversation and bring it back home to why we are here. This platform okay. is really about
2: speed. And, and no, Ray, we're no going we're 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 to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we want you to stay on
1: with us, okay? If you will. Okay. If you have time. All right. No
2: all right.
1: Problem. So it, it goes for another 30 minutes and then we're, we're done. All right. So. Okay. I, speaking of, SPIBA, and this is for all my new listeners, anybody who doesn't, doesn't know what this organization is about. I want to bring it home. So it, it's totally clear. Make the plan. And make it clear. So Spiva is looking for 10 million people to become members of the fastest-growing organization in America. Applicants must possess entrepreneurial ambition and have a desire to see black businesses flourish. That is the that is the first part of what this is all about. Now Spiva is the acronyms for. Superior power in black America. So it's all about that. So, you want to read the second paragraph, uh, Monique? And when we get to remiss, then we can talk about it, Ray.
2: Okay. All right. We're seeking shareholders who make financial investments to build a financial powerhouse for black people all across the nation. Although shareholders normally don't participate directly in corporate decision-making, I believe as a practical matter, stable board members will be required to know the views of the shareholders.
1: Okay, there's a reason for that because in the next paragraph we'll talk about it. As directors and leaders, our duty is owed first to the corporation and then to the shareholders. This duty is grounded in the basic principles of good faith, stewardship, and accountability. What is good for the corporation will also benefit its shareholders. Maximizing the return to the shareholders is also, in many cases, consistent with the best interest of the corporation. All, every, every 10 million people, every person that is a member is a shareholder in this organization.
2: This opportunity, guys is available nationwide uh people in need of those that have the gift of motivating others, and as you can see we're we're utilizing our family on both sides to do it, and they they're they're more than they they're more than ambitious about it because they see them they 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 see us writing a vision and making a claim. Uh, We need leaders in every community to
1: sign up and take their position. Now, that's a powerful statement. We need leaders in every community, Roseland, uh, everywhere that there is a black community.
2: You know what? Let me me finish this. Go ahead.
1: Every place where there is a black community, there are needs in that community. A representative needs to be able to go around and collect the needs in that community, and then bring them to the organization so that those needs can be met. They'll they, Go ahead, Monique. Okay. Next. Oh, we well, are not done so far.
2: Yeah. I, I <laughs> I okay. All right. But, guys, you know, and this is a radio show. Yeah, we're we're here to present Steve and everything, but we're also here to discuss. And so what I want to do is, be, you know, because this is our second half hour, we're getting ready to go into the end of the show shortly, so I want to address the... Uh, conference that Daryl spoke at this weekend, a Black History event in Pflugerville, Texas at the Pflugerville Library, and for those of you that are on the Superior Power in Black America on our Facebook page, you can take a look at the video and uh, listen to him speak. But you know, there was a a guy there, Um, he was a former politician, and uh, Mr. Franklin Mm-hmm. And he was he was motivated, and, you know, he came in, and he said, you know, I'm tired of these politicians, and, you know, he spoke about what it was that they were not doing and how they were making all these promises. Yeah. Okay, but he was one of those. Now, we have another guy that came in, and I have to tell you all for a minute that, you know, I was I'm from Chicago, but... I was a little scared. He walked in there, and he was an angry brother. And he said, I'm going to stand here as an angry black man. Stop it now. You're not going to do this to our community. Uh, he was talking that, about what that, they had what they them, been doing. That taking they had, out economic development, and, and, taking land from black people, and putting move, them in little corners. And moving them out and regentrifying their community. And then pricing them
1: out of the very community that they own.
2: Exactly. And so... You can't pay the taxes,
1: so now you got to move. you got to give up your house.
2: No, I'm not in any way. No, but I really did not see that happening here in Austin, and now I see because I thought, look, it only happened in Chicago. That's all I saw. But I came here and I saw that. There are some angry people out here, uh, Daryl and Dr. Ray. Uh, Ray, what what do you think about these prices now with, with rent and things like that? Yeah. You know? uh, yes, I'm here now. It it depends because I feel like the more affordable and you know the the you know like I said the more affordable places are kind of in the slums. You know, I feel like I um I don't I I that's how I feel honestly. That's just how I feel. The more affordable places are in the slums, and to live uh, comfortably is um, it's, it's out of, uh, right now, it's out of my price range. I know that's for a fact, and I know that it's out of a lot of people's price ranges. That's in my age, age range,
1: and that that is that is absolutely true. But yes, uh, see, I believe that just like anybody else, I believe we can build up those low income communities and keep them affordable, but build build better uh, homes and. You know, better playgrounds and build better schools and
2: open up businesses. Now we can we can do that. We can do that, but we have we we have to remember that the people us as a community we have to be able to keep it up together. We have people like that that do try to you know rebuild stuff and you know the ignorant people come right behind them and vandalize, mess it up, break things. You know, so. It's all. I feel like it's all we have to work together, and we all have to want it. Because if we just do it, and we have the people that come in and don't care too much for it, then it's back where it, it started.
1: But you know, the the remedy for that is yeah. people buy in. You know, so those people that are in that community, that is part of this this people organization, they will have bought in to. The regentrification of their community, and then the same people and their children will be part of that organization to re- to do the redevelopment, uh, and able
0: to afford to
1: work, you know, to work to rebuild the home, to to work and put in the landscaping. It's going to be those people that that are in that community, and when you do that, then they do have a sense of ownership. And they won't be wanting to destroy their own yeah.
0: neighborhood. Well, so
1: well, that's yeah. So that is that is part of this whole program where uh we have to renew the way we think and renew the way we act. It's just not about money, but it's about having a different having having different uh options. Not options but having different responsibilities because you own it. Well it you know, is the yours.
2: Respi- the responsibility in our community as well is Knowing the law, knowing that someone just can't come in and buy you out, you know, knowing that there is something that you can do, knowing the law, and 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 having, like I said, ownership. Half of the people that that live in these communities don't don't own, but they rent.
0: Well, a lot so of the them court.
2: do own. Well, but the key, and they
1: they lose for a thousand dollars or. $2,000 because they can't pay the tax yeah, or because that's they were between and they, jobs. They get their, and then yeah. they go, now their, their mortgage is two, dollars $300 a month, and so that accumulates over a year, and now they're $1,000 behind. Well, they couldn't afford the 200 or $300. they will
0: lose their home, $4,000. Yeah. That's the price. Wow. wow. Not, not, yeah, so people, people lose, and then, uh,
2: you know, they, they get invested, they come in, and they do that. But then also, it doesn't have to be us just taking back our communities. Um, we can still be a part of the conglomerate and be a part of these communities.
1: And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about using what we have and enhance that. You know, if what we're asking, we're asking our politicians, why Why are you not investing in my neighborhood? Why don't you have stores in my neighborhood? That's crazy. Okay,
2: so um I have a question for you guys, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yes, ma'am. do you guys think that a lot of people would actually, you know, participate in this and be, you know, serious about it?
1: We're looking for ten million serious minded people. And and when we get to five thousand, it's gonna be required that each of us bring send in twenty five dollars a month. Now this is revenue mm-hmm. going into the organization, and and so this I'm answering your question. So this is the revenue that goes into the organization, and when a certain amount of it is collected, some of it is going to e- immediately go back to some areas that are hardest hit to show the uh, progress and what people are buying into. So yes, once once we get it moving and once we get enough people involved. Then we can start manifesting the changes, and believe me, there are ten million people out there who want
2: this change. And it's starting. Yeah, that's, why we, that's yeah. why we promote the we promote the website to to get the information, and it is starting now again at peacepeople.com. We have a few members. Uh, we have a, a lot of people that are uh, really interested uh, out here.
1: I know some bankers. I know some uh, mathematicians. I know some people that are that are uh very very interested in this and they are not just uh your regular Joes. Now the people that mm-hmm. are regular Joes they're not interested. The people that wanna buy rims and just wanna listen to loud music and all that stuff, they're not they're not gonna be that interested. They won't buy in. But there are intelligent people that are listening and will want to see a change. You
2: know, I, I don't I don't categorize people and I won't classify because that's insulting. But what I will do is, is and what I do do, is I talk to people when I see them. Just as I talk to you, um, and on a daily basis, I speak with the people that I I encounter when I work, uh, when I go and get my nails done, when I'm at the grocery store. You know, there's always a, conversa- a conversation to be had. and And really, this is how I have introduced my husband to quite a few people here that are, uh, in in a certain area, that are willing to join and want to know more about it, and so we've we've been dealing with that. And this is how we we met uh, Ia. We met we met Kenneth because of us being in the, to social media, show. and listening to his show, and we were offered a show.
1: And he's uh, um, well, he's adamant about uh, in, empowering yeah. black people and and mm-hmm. bringing it bringing it to the forefront. What is wrong with our society? Yeah. And how to address some of the issues that we're we're dealing with every day. Kenneth Jones is very is a very is a very uh prominent instrumental, voice instrumental in, in this movement. In this movement yeah. Not in FIBA, but he they have a movement of their own. They want
2: to enlighten people, you know, and, so, and get
4: people to start thinking.
2: And that's themselves. what it, that's what Queen Mother for Real is about. That's what we're doing with them. And then also, um, with with uh Devon, we he is he is, uh our promoter and he is out constantly getting us involved with uh different movements and events. So like for instance this Sunday I will be speaking at the Diaspora for Black Women event or Diaspora for Women event. It's a conference, uh in Austin, Texas. Um and Daryl will be speaking at another you'll be speaking at another event pretty soon. Uh, uh pretty soon,
1: soon but not right now. The, the next thing I got lined up is gonna be Juneteenth. Uh we're gonna set up again out there at Are the park, park and do that. And oh yeah, we do have a think tank coming up February twentieth. Yes. Now the think tank, Ray, is when I have invited several uh, intelligent I mean powerful, our powerful yeah. black men and we're gonna sit around a round table in my house and we're gonna we're gonna put some ideas on the table on how to push this thing forward. So that's where it begins. This is called grass wood. Okay, we start somewhere at a kitchen table and and it spreads.
2: And you know, and and I I put it like this: it's it's like it's, it's almost like a game of follow the leader. You know, people want to know that something is tried and true. People don't bet on anything but sure things. Sometimes some people play the lottery. However, if you can gamble on a lottery and you can gamble your money and your life away, then why not take a gamble or take a chance on bettering yourself? And that's where I am with that.
1: Well, here's here's what most people don't realize, and that is that whether we do anything or not, African Americans in this country, 42 million people, are going to spend $1.1 trillion. Now, based uh, based on reports, that's going to increase to $1.3 trillion. Now, when you talk about a trillion, you're talking about 12 zeros behind one. That is a tremendous amount of money. What we're proposing is that we take some of that money and put it back into our own communities. Right now, that money is not is – there is no path for that money to come back to us because we're not investing in the black community. Every time we go out to Macy's or Walmart or some place where we spend money regularly, that does not come back to our kitchen table. It doesn't come back to our home. You know, when you so, say that,
2: you know what I always think about when you say that? I always think about the co-op in High Park. And if anybody out there knows anything about Chicago and High Park, there was a co-op, and that co-op was a grocery store that only the people in that community could shop at. You couldn't just come in there, you know, off the street and shop there. But only the people that invested in that community could shop at that store.
1: Or use any of, the, use use the, any of the facilities that's there. You yeah. know? I mean, now that's, that's, I don't know if that's legal or not.
2: Well, it, it, cooperatives are very legal. Are they? Cooperatives because are very it legal. Because it's not
1: discriminating. No, it's not,
2: it's not discriminating because you're paying into it. Mm-hmm. It's just like Sam's Club. You can't go on right. Sam's Club and buy anything Unless you have without you got card. a Sam's Club card. That's correct. So it's, or a Right, right. Cooperatives are very legal. And I think that, yeah, that's a good idea. But I think that what we really should do is educate people on how they spend their money, where they spend their money, and what they can do to increase their dollar in their community. And that's what FIBA is all about.
1: So here's here's the thing in a nutshell. If we're spending $1.1 trillion and nothing is coming back to us, where does it go? So... Now we have to first educate people about their spending, and then we have to convey to people that if they want a change, they will have to learn to trust in something. And I would I always recommend that if you're going to trust in something, you should be trusting in yourself. And so when you invest in a program like FIBA, you're investing in yourself. And so that is the most important information because the challenge Ray it's going to be that people are going to say it's a Ponzi scheme, it's a pyramid, it's all types of things that that it really is not. Uh, What we have to make sure people understand is that this principle raises people from the floor up and not from the top down. This is not the trickle-down economics.
2: Okay. So, Dr. Ray, are you there? okay, so you know i i i constantly read online you know i'm I'm always reading, and I came across an article about uh Booth. did I share that with you, oh yeah, about how they rather not see black people in them yeah exactly. right. uh, now imagine imagine how many imagine. how many of us have Timberland Booth right right tell me how many people that you know on one hand.
1: Has, has Timberland boots. And these you know things, what, I, I mean,
2: can't even count because Timberland boots are a big, big, big fashion favorite in our community, which, that that's kind of crazy, you know? It's, it's insulting.
1: It's insulting.
2: And guess what? They don't <laughs> even
1: want your money, but we go and we give it to them. We beg people to take our money, and then they mm-hmm. take our money, and they have better homes and better cars and better schools and better businesses, and in our community, we have a liquor store, a church, and a payday loan store. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got to shop at.
2: Okay, so, so let me tell you what, what what the quote was from the CEO. He said, we started this company with a vision to make the best damn booth that you can wear from construction yard to the nearest barnyard fire. We didn't make it so that country bandwins could wear them in shorts in 70-degree weather. That's just tacky.
1: Well, it
2: is tacky. Uh huh. But then he's also talking about he revealed that he'd rather not see blacks and Latinos in his boots in the summertime, admitting that it's just tacky to everyone in the summer.
1: It is
2: tacky. I mean, it's tacky, but it's style. I mean, everything. That's is, not. But style. you know what? It's style? I look. I can see That's, you talking about. Yeah. I see you talking it's about pulling your your pants down. That's
1: tacky. Boots in the in the summertime with shorts on. What? what that what that is is like wearing your pants back. You can tell. So is that know. a fad or or wearing your pants sagging below no, your
2: butt? You you looking at and Beyonce yeah. with boots? At their, I what do What do you think of that, Ray? That 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 is a fashion statement. It is that that is something that a lot of the youth does. We we do wear. Timberlands in the summertime. Yeah, <laughs> well, we yeah. have. Um, I mean, okay. So let me ask you this. So, so look. So he was say that about Timberlands, but you know how many people wear Uggs out here in Austin? It ain't even cold enough for us. Yeah. Yeah. And they going yeah, yeah. in the middle. You saw that when you were here. Uggs is baking people. But we buy that. We buying Uggs. We buying Timberlands. Now don't we get buy, off. The we, but we're buying all this stuff. We buying Michael Jordan shoes and. We're buying all this stuff. Yeah, they're fashion statements, right? But then, let mm-hmm. me ask you, have you ever worn a dashiki? No, I have No, I, I have. I did. I have. Yes, I was going to say, you know you wore that little African dress when you were little, right? <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm, I'm just saying, but that's what we're doing. So what I, what I'm saying is, we, we need to invest in our own clothing, our own boot lines, our own shoes, and not have people insult our fashion, whatever it is. That And this is me with my opinion. I mean, I don't want this show to be stiff and cold. I want people to know that even though we're together in this, we have varying points of view. So that, to me, is another important thing. We spend our money on things that are kind of frivolous, that we can use that money for something else, and we can create. I mean, right now. I, I, I'm gonna tell you, I support Vivica Fox. I wear her wig. Okay, <laughs> Over here, under the seat. But what I'm saying is, I but what, what, I'm, I'm saying is, African Americans should own their own beauty supply store. They should, yes, they should be able I, to purchase agree, their own I agree, I agree with that. I agree with we're, that. We're paying the Koreans continue. every time we go there. This is part of what. Our culture is get my money away. Can you read this part? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You okay, okay, no, like, that, that's, that's a very, that's a very good point. And I, I, I like where your point of view is coming from, Nikki, because you guys say you all have a lot of viewers and, you know, a lot of different people need to hear this, you know, like like a lot of different people. Like, for me, that is something that draws me in even more because I can relate to that personally.
0: So, I agree with like that.
1: that. You can relate to it. Yeah. Now, the only reason why I think that we need to stay on topic here is because there's some vital information that has to be conveyed. <laughs> and that is topic is on topic. The vital information is how the money gets back to the community.
2: And that's what we're talking about. We won't if we don't spend that money at the at the Korean at the Korean beauty supply Store, 100. If we don't spend that money on Tampa, if we use this money and we direct it back to our black communities. There is
1: a wealth we, we have a wealth
2: redistribution plan, redistribution plan with okay. FEBA, So that where a abortion- portion of the $1.1 $1. $1. $1 trillion that we spend annually is intentionally redirected back to our black communities in the forms of homeowner loans and grants, business loans and grants, educational loans and grants, and neighborhood revitalizations and cleanup grants, replacing the first-step programs as a private industry, never to be cut by any political choice, our organization, people will randomly select now, now
1: slow down and read this carefully.
2: We will randomly select one thousand families per year to receive one million dollars. And it doesn't sound real okay. but it, I will tell you it is very real.
1: Okay. So let me let me just this is this is this is the this is what people will be buying into, Ray. Right? This is why it's important to hear this part. Spiva, after collecting a certain amount of money, ten million people Uh, times $25 a month equals $250 million a month. That equals $3 billion a year. Now, this is for all the listeners. $1 billion to go back into the the organization, $1 billion for taxes, and then $1 billion to go back to uh, preselected individual families. To give them one million dollars apiece. Now that is we could we could give back to one thousand families a million dollars to raise their standard of living. Well,
2: what about the other people that have?
1: Everybody gets a turn. That's the whole point. But 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 but,
2: no, because what if if you're giving away if, if. we, if I've invested and you give someone else a million dollars, I'm going to take my money in line.
1: Well, you shouldn't because your time is going to be coming back around. So, what I, that's okay. the point. so that's what I'm saying. What I want
2: to know is exactly how this is going to go. So let me
1: explain it to you.
2: Okay.
1: The million dollars is not just given to the person that don't have a vision. They have to submit. We When we select them, then they have to submit their vision and all that. They have to remain members. They have to open up an, a business in that community. They have to hire some people with that million dollars. So
2: it's not just it's, Ms. McGillis. You don't just million dollars nah, because we uh-uh, can't play it a lot. So ask someone to. that is actually going to do something in just, the community. So continue. it's sort of like a lottery for those that really need the money to start businesses within the community. That is correct. They will be, so pretty much they'll just be applying for that loan, and if they are selected, That's correct. Then they will get that Everybody lottery. gets that up. Okay. Now
1: here's something else. Mm-hmm. You don't just do that for one year, you do that on and on and on, so say in ten years, we would have created ten what well,
2: and what people don't know
1: millionaire that is, families that are rebuilding
2: communities, hiring people in those communities and putting back into the organization and what what individuals don't understand is within all of this um you know we got four minutes left they're, guys. they're still they're, right within all of this, they're still uh opportunity outside of that million dollars for other people that are within it. But we'll talk about that. Business message. loans and grants. Mm-hmm. Educational
1: grants. loans and grants. home ownership loans and grants. All okay. of that is right. So,
2: ladies and gentlemen, I want to wrap you this up. And first, up. I want to uh, thank my, our granddaughter, Dr. Ray Freeman. Yeah. Thank, thank you me. for joining us, thank you. Ray. You there? Yes, thank you. I am. Thank you, guys, for thank having you. me. Okay, well. and now we want to tell everybody to visit our website for our scheduled events and to register for the movement at com. You can also join us for a conversation on Twitter at Landau Smooth. We'd like very much to talk to you. You can read Daryl Freeman's blogs at MandalsMove Smooth on Blogspot, and you can also join us on the Superior Power in Black America with Facebook. any questions, Facebook, Uh, with any questions that you may have about the organization because we know at this point you probably have a lot of them and we want to go ahead and be able to clarify these things for you. So uh, reach out to us. Also, if you'd like to reach out to any of our guests, you can contact us and we will get you in contact with them.
1: Now, here's something. If you want to call in, then use the phone number 347-989-0180, and uh, you can always express your opinion or anything like that. But I do want to thank Queen Mother For Real show. For uh, being Queen Mother For Real, this is a for real show, and we are definitely going to make some changes in, with this show and this plan.
2: And hopefully we can get our, our granddaughter to come back on with a few topics from the community um, because she she is definitely our eyes and ears out there, um, and, and she tells us things that sometimes grandparents aren't, aren't in touch with. So
1: remember, thanks
2: again, everybody.
1: Remember, buy the book. Lulu.com, it is called the superior power in In black Black America. America. It is our spending power, $1.1 trillion. We should all be living like millionaires.
2: You know what this is? This is a game changer. It's a game changer. (laughs)